Oh my goodness. I just don't even know where to begin with this one because this was a really powerful conversation that I had today with Homaya Amar. So, you know, I feel like if we are fortunate enough to stay open and spacious and receive what universe would offer to us freely, we will meet the most amazing souls on our journey. And Homaya is one of those souls. I will give you her website bio in the show notes. Uh, but honestly, her life's path and how she shows up in the world to others is really best summarized by her own words. And she describes herself as, as follows. I am a wise woman. I am a soul seer. I am a master's maker. I am a prophet, a poet, a mystic with shaman roots, a spiritual philosopher. I play in the higher realms and the heavens are my home. There is no one title that can encapsulate me or what I do. Oh my gosh, right? So powerful. So with that, please join me. We're having a wonderful conversation today about how and where our soul thrives, how we can really tap in what's available to us, how we're so guided, so supported, and if we would just allow ourselves to really lean in to our inner being, how much more tuned in and available could we be for everything that the divine has in store for us. Hey guys, you're listening to the Energy of the Untamed Heart podcast, where we talk about uncaging your divinely gifted wild heart to be as free and expansive as you were born to be. My goal is to use our stories, guest interviews, and your questions to tease out what has been keeping your wild heart under wraps. I'm your host, Miel Fox, and together, we will shatter the myths of our old stories to set our wild heart free. So thanks for choosing you and showing up today. So here we go. We're just going to have a little chat about perspectives and how we can use what we already have within us to hear the whispers of our heart. Homaya, welcome so oh much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this invitation and for the beautiful space, courageous and benevolent place that you are creating through this podcast for the listeners, for your people. This is a gem. Thank you so much. Oh, I, I love it. It is just so much fun. I've <laughs> met people globally. I live in such a rural, small community on the top of a mountain. If you didn't make an effort, you'd never see anybody, truly. And although I'm not really loving being attached to a computer, I'm very grateful for technology because without it, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met other beautiful souls globally. I mean, truly far, far, far beyond the realms of where I live. And it's a gift. It's just a gift. And yeah. I just yeah. love the capacity to share it. I would love for you to sort of let our listeners know a little bit about how you landed where you are. I know that you live very far from where you were originally raised and how your journey has taken you very, very many different directions, but all with a common oh, wow. goal of spiritual uh, awareness and enlightenment and guiding people to really understand that they are their true power. I'm going to refine the question and I will replace the word goal so it's not with the goal of a spiritual awareness, it's with the presence of spiritual awareness. This is a little shift, but a big shift in the way that someone is following their heart, especially because it's not a chase for something which is external. It's actually a 
constant surrendering into an internal presence, an internal notion. And most of the seekers in the beginning of their life are the beginning of their seeking experience are a little bit confused around that because they might search for something external while it's the diamond that is existing within you. This is what is guiding you. This is what is making the search. This is what puts questions in your head, in your heart. It is your spirit, your soul that is inside of you. And it's like saying, Woo hey, can you, can you hear, hear, I'm here. <laughs> Can you see me? Can you hear me? I love because that. Because it is an internal, right? And because it yeah. is an internal communication, it's very, very subtle. It's not like we are hearing each other now and the audience are listening to us. So one of the classes that I teach is dimensions, which is how you're able to communicate with spirit guides and see aura and see the past life, like all of these mystical foundations, we can say. And many times people are coming to me with this expectation that they will hear their spirit guides like they're hearing me, like you're hearing me now. Yeah. But the thing is like, no, if they were speaking like that, most likely you will hear them already. You wouldn't do the practice. You would need to do this work of your psychic abilities, of your third eye, of, of opening the subtle dimensions and opening the subtle senses. No, it's a different communication. It's a subtle communication. It's a telepathic communication. And it it's not a communication in words. It's not a communication in English or French. It's a communication in frequency. Yes. And this is what you'd like to open yourself up to. Yes. It's so, beautiful. Yes. So, I think the expression that you describe of it is a communication through frequency that just rings very, very true for me for lots of reasons. One, it fits, just feels right. It feels true. But the other side is I, I really very much follow. I'm a very science geared type of individual very analytical, very much about it. it used to be, I need to see the science to prove it to be so years ago, which of course I realized I don't really need that any longer, but I love the fact that there truly is a, a scientific affirmation to the fact that energy holds frequency and vibration. It's if you really are concerned, like, is it real? Yeah, it's real. Yeah. You can measure it. It's real. Yeah. So then the concept yes, of, and there is a limit. Yes, sure. And can you, can you grasp or believe in something that you cannot necessarily hold in your hand? I think as humans, we seem to validate if I can see it, if I can touch it, if I can taste it, and if I can use my human five senses, then it is so. And if for some reason I perceive that I cannot do those things, then is it really so? And what I find is that when especially, for example, through your course of dimensions is when one starts to learn how to use the non-traditional five human senses and allow your soul to speak the language of frequency, then we're able to receive, we're able to be open to receive the messages. Um, 
and I yeah. love that you bring the soul is already speaking. Yes, the soul is already speaking the language of frequency. It is the human to, that will be able to surrender into an additional type of communication, which the same person, you, me, whomever is in this journey, already have been there when we were young, before we evolved into a toddler. Well, toddler stills are very open, but before we evolved into a more mature being where our uh, chakra system and our energy field started to be directed to other external experiences. But this is one of the limitations that we're having is that we are thinking it's either or. So I'm either a scient scientist or I am spiritual. I'm either open to the external world or I am open to my internal world. And the truth is that we are designed to be open both to our internal and external, both to science and the material plan and the spiritual plan. There's no competition between those two. It's all in our hands. It's all possible for us. It is society. It is education. It is limitation. It is fear-based phenomena to think that there is a competition and you do either or. What you can measure in your um, subtle senses, what you can measure in this dimension that you can see it, you can prove it, it has a certain logic, exists in the realm of logic. It's not the only realm, there's other realms as well. There's the realm of your dream, then is it logic or not? Because I know that also science have dreams, you know, scientists also have dreams. It's not that they don't, right? They're also falling in love, raising in love, feeling sensations. They also have some uh, mystical experiences, synchronicity, telepathic, every, all of those things exist to each and every one. So can we not have a competition between them and have it all a part of our human experience? I'll accept that there is a 3D logic and also that, you know, like but a certain logic experience and accept that there is also things that is beyond your understanding. And this is actually a gift because this is like a fountain that can inspire you and gift you and expand you. And yeah, it's very, it's beautiful. I really feel that there's absolutely a clear reason why are we the soul presence and essence in this humanness because we're meant to experience all of it we're meant to experience the 3d we're meant to experience the four or five up to 10d whatever else is out there it is only in our human mind that we apply these limitations of oh is it only in my 3d is it only what my mind chooses to believe or see or speak um, and so to Really, I, I love that you definitely state that this is not either or, that it is absolutely the capacity for all encompassing all dimensions, the one that we live in and the ones that we have yet to live in as well. We, we live in, but we try to apply our 3D to that. And I think that's where the dichotomy comes in and to really open the capacity to understand that we are able to have all of it to be all of it to experience all of it and it isn't one dimension on one day and a different dimension on another day i feel that another thing is to become available 
to the fact that the lows that you are playing in this dimension will not be the same lows that you will play in other dimensions. It doesn't work the same. And would you be willing? Now, I feel that the challenge for most of the people is that in this dimension, it feels like this dimension makes you feel that it, you should you cannot doubt it because it's it's i can touch it right so this dimension is in some ways like grasping all of your attention to believe that this is real yeah it's the only thing it's so it's intriguing that we come to this earth in a state of openness, spaciousness, curiosity, when you see babies, when you see even young, young, young children before all of the social conditioning sort of sets in, their capacity for joy is just so unlimited. And as adults, sometimes we look at that and we think, oh, isn't that amazing? Well, it is amazing, except that everybody has it. And you still have it within you, except it's been covered up for <laughs> decades. I mean, it's not that you've lost it. It's just that it's been hidden. You've stashed it away. But then we spend most of our lives trying to get back to the place that we started. We started with the openness. We started with the curiosity. Lucky yes. everyone who are searching to go to the place where we started. Lucky. Not yes. everyone. Not there everyone chooses. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Who keeps on running, running, running in this, like a wheel that is... It just wouldn't end, Yes, wouldn't stop, would not relax. And you have a certain idea that if you keep on running there, you will get somewhere. It's, it's uh, yeah, absolutely, um, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of sayings here. Like if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get, you know, the same meaning if you're on the hamster wheel and you're running and you don't seem to be getting to where you think you need to be going, you have the choice to step off the wheel. Might be a little bumpy yes. jump. You might need to do a drop and roll when you jump off the wheel, and you might get a few yeah. bruises on the way. But you have the yeah. choice to step off the wheel, just as you have the choice yeah, to I, stay on the wheel. And so I love yeah, that I mean, it's here for us if we want it. Honestly, it's as simple. It's as simple as ask for it, choose it. It's as simple as I want yeah. to get back to where I was. Okay. Then, then take the step, get off the wheel, choose it. I think in our society, though, for some reason, we think that making the choice to embrace that inner child, embrace the curiosity and the joy when we've spent quite so much time covering it up, for some reason, we assume it should be quick and it should be easy and it should be without any duress. And it could be, if you choose that, it sure could be, absolutely. But I also see people so hesitant because it's easier to live in the fear. It's easier to live in that space that they know, even though it's unpleasant, they know it, versus that fear that's been instilled of, if you don't know it, if you can't see it, touch it, feel it, don't go there, don't go there, don't do that. And that is, it just strikes me. Mm. It just strikes me so odd that we want one thing and yet we tell ourselves we don't want one thing. But it's the stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, I, I feel that this is, again, a matter of energy. It's not only the story that we're telling mm -hmm. ourselves in our head. 
It's like, do we feel inside of us that we can, I would say the word cover, do we feel that we can stand for that will? Do we feel that we can follow that choice? Because there are some choices that are mental choices, more like I can decide if I'm going to drink milk or tea. I can take this. There's a little choice that I can make. That choice is not so challenging. I can choose to continue this work or leave the work. That might seem a little bit more challenging because there is more chords around this choice, but it's still something that I can change. But to decide to change something from the inside out, to decide that you are not having this thought again, that you're not participating with this type of emotion, that you're not following this attitude, because this is the change that will change the, the result. If you will change, so you know, I'll tell you, a little story. It's a story that I was not telling. I kept secret for so many years, but now in the last year, I speak about it a lot, which is how my entire spiritual awakening happened. And I felt that something is off. So I was the good girl doing the good things that needs to be done. At the end, something should wait, a type of a happiness or wealth or whatever. And I kept on feeling that the world is fake and what I know is not the truth and the way that I experience it is not really the thing. And I searched. So part of my search was to change occupation. Part of my change was to change relationship. Part of my change was to change, you know, like, I don't know, like different things, what I'm doing, who I'm hanging with. Like I tried and nothing gave me an answer. So I was an architect at that time. I said to myself, okay. Maybe the satisfaction will be not in doing housing. Maybe I should do private housing. Maybe I should do commerce. Maybe I should do, I started doing clubs. Like I was doing so many things. And then, and then I said, okay, maybe it's not architecture. Maybe I do design. Maybe I do VJs. You know, like I, none of it. Anything that you'd like to change, which is an external change, will give a certain external satisfaction that not necessarily will be match a match for what your soul knows about you and life and there was a moment that i needed to take the decision that i quit everything because i couldn't do any more in external changes that would lead to anything like it's it felt already ridiculous so i took the choice of doing nothing. And that was a courageous choice. I've decided that I'm doing nothing. I gave everything I had. I gave everything away. 
I was like, in some way we can say, I just stopped the way that I participate in life. And I was so in tune with myself to show up for myself differently. And this is where the change started to happen. And it was remarkable. It was so beyond what I could even imagine. What happened to me, what was gifted, what was I experiencing, the level of joy, the level of freedom, the level of power, the level of clarity, like what I've experienced, what I've met myself was like, there's no way to, for the normal mind even, we don't have enough words to describe this type of being, which is, as you say, available to all of us. But if we are keep on trying to do that, on what we do and we don't do the inner work, then there would be a limit to what we will experience. It's it's not, so you were saying, okay, so there is this, this type of life where you are waking up every morning and doing what you need to do to go and pay your taxes and to get yourself some food and have some level of satisfaction in a certain relationship that you might feel that it's good for you. And then you say, okay, but then jump off. So people try to jump off by separating from their husbands or wife or to jump off by leaving the occupation or changing the profession or changing the agency that they are working. This is not jumping off. This is not jumping off. This is, uh, you know, putting some different colors (laughs) on reality, trying to think that you can change something but you cannot change anything on the screen nothing on the screen is going to change anything it's like you need to go to the source you need to go to the projector who projects all of these stories who's doing all of the game who's showing up like that who's who's who is emitting the limitation who is emitting the that is impossible and this is where you want to tap this is where you want to do the work this is where you want to consider choosing differently and this is hard Mm -hmm. so my definition my definition to choice to choice is awareness in action this is a choice because you need to choose so many times during your life a choice after choice after the choice it's endless what do i drink what do i do right yes how do i think with what thought am I cooperating? With what thought I'm not cooperating? How would I deal with this emotion that is coming? How do I answer this person? How do I take in what I've just received? How am I showing up in a certain space? How much am I investing in myself? How much do I trust that if I do this action, something will happen to me? How much I trust that what will happen is going to be good? How much I trust that I can stay in, in this vision that I have for myself? How much do I align myself? Like there's so many choices. Every three seconds we need to do a choice. And the choice is just an expression of what is the state of your awareness. If you your awareness is aligned, open, connected, with faith, expanded, your choice will be similar to your higher self choice and you will start living as your higher self. But if your awareness is limited, fearful, with disbelief, disconnection to yourself, et cetera, et cetera, then your choices will be little tiny choices. Very limited. Yes. Not so not so big change. We cannot expect a big change here. Yes. And you know I mean? just absolutely my 
picture to myself is every day I'm sitting, watching myself, watching my mind, watching my body. So when the choice comes through, I sit and observe which side is going to lean in, which side is going to go with the choice. Is it my true inner self? Is it my higher self? Is it my intuition? Is it my soul that really is saying, hey, over here? Or is it my mind speaking because there's some fear, there's some block, there's some belief? And again, in your description, I, I heard you say multiple times to trust, to trust, to trust, to have faith and the whole concept of surrender. I feel for many people, and I will say even for myself, because I'm a work in progress, that's for sure. Aren't we all? Wait, I, I mean, I don't know that, I, I think until you leave this being, you're, you're a work in progress. I mean, that's just what it is. Exactly. But I feel that there, it sounds easy, like just surrender. And that, in that notion of just surrender, is when you really feel and see all of the fears, the stories, the blocks, because you will hear some people say, well, I, you know, uh, whatever, I believe in God, I believe in Buddha, I believe in popsicles, I believe in the universe, whatever one chooses to believe in. And then the concept of universe, all of it, like, okay, so just surrender. Unicorns, I said, yes. Oh, unicorns. I'm sorry. Yes. And unicorns. I do believe in unicorns, but that's a whole nother story. I know. I can see it Uh, on you that I'm speaking through you. I mean, that's just a whole nother story right there. Um, Okay. But I do, I do sometimes hear and feel when we talk to people, you and I, and, and others who are also trying to bring this message forward about surrender is really the the beginning of opening the door to all that there is available for you and so many times you'll hear but oh i really want to surrender but oh i really see that i have faith in this but oh well i do trust but and i find that there's definitely there's a something between the mental conceptual understanding of what it is to surrender in the actual being in surrender. I sometimes feel in conversation that I can almost feel somebody saying, oh, I understand it, but I, I don't know that I can do that. And and I'm curious how, I'm sure you have clients who come to you in a similar space and you say, if you really want to grow, you need to do your internal work. You need to kind of visit the things that have brought up all these fears for you your whole life. And, you know, step one is awareness. Step two is take the action. What's the action? The action is to have grace and surrender. And you'll get that kind of cross-eyed look looking at you like, mm-hmm. okay, now what? <laughs> because people want it. and They want it so fast and they want it in a beautiful little box. And that's, I just find it so intriguing that it doesn't really work that way. And there's a reason it doesn't yeah. work that way. There's a yeah. reason. Well, surrender is an internal letting go. This yeah. is surrender, an internal letting go. So if I would hold this pen and I need to let go, this is an external thing, right? So letting go will be just to open my hands and 
it's falling. This is the letting go. I just open my hands and it's going to fall. So an internal surrender is an openness that we are willing to bring ourselves into. So it's the openness of our heart. It's the openness of our spirit. It's the openness of our mind becoming available for different experiences, for different feelings. It is the opposite of trying to protect and control. So it's almost like imagine that until now, what you have done is that you hold your identity. You hold Miel. You hold her, right? You hold an identity and with her, you go everywhere. And, you know, this is how you move in life. And it's like, this is who you are. And not so much that if something challenging is happening and, you know, you broke into pieces, you take the pieces and you glue them back to your face because this is the identity. This is how you see yourself. And a surrender is this willingness to let go of the identity of who you thought you are. Just to let go of the possession that you have in this identity. Because this identity magnetized to your life different experiences that probably this is why we're having the conversation. So this identity that was built up when you were a teenager, etc. This identity, or maybe part of it was part of the soul contract. This identity magnetized some challenges. I had a student of mine was asking me a question. She asked me, Homaya, when do someone decide to do this inner work? Is it those spiritual light workers that are doing it, this is a sign that you're a light worker? I said, no, it's the, if once you realize that the common theme in all of the life challenges that you experience is you, then you need to do the inner work. Right. And then it what is surrendering is allowing this you who created those challenges to vanish. Yes. Allowing it to vanish. And for the one who are fearful and lacking of trust, they will play with universe, with God, with divinity, whatever they want to call it. They will play, okay, you know what? I give you 10% of my personality and let's see what you're going to give me. And maybe for 10% of their personality, they're going to get something nice. Maybe they get something, some juice, but maybe the 10% would not be enough for the magnetism of what they want. So there needs to be a certain internal work inside of what do I feel that I am truly, honestly? What is this notion, the stories that make me feel frustrated because imagine you are in a certain relationship or a certain work and you feel that you're not loved in the relationship or you feel that you're not seen in the work or you're not fulfilled in a certain experience that you're doing. Why do you feel unfulfilled? Because there is a certain notion inside of you 
of how it feels when it is fulfilled. You know what you deserve. You know how life can be. You know the beauty of everything. So 10% might not be enough. Maybe you give 50. Maybe you give 20. And I feel that one of the reasons that my spirituality kicked in so, you know, without boundaries was because I just gave everything. I just gave everything. I gave everything. I gave my clothes. I gave my relationship. I gave my private, private co uh, project. I gave my work. I gave everything. I gave plates. I gave everything. I, I, I gave letters from my childhood and photos. and Like I gave the full identity. I just gave it all. I gave it all. I stayed with almost nothing and I had nothing to be attached to. So of course I'm describing that I gave physical things, but I wouldn't be able to give the physical things if I was not within me, really willing to let go of everything. And I got myself. And the gift that I've received is the best gift ever. Like I got myself. It's beautiful. But like, wouldn't, and you, you just it? want to say, don't you want that? Like who? Who, exactly. Who doesn't want exactly. that? I exactly. Mean, this is what I see inside. Like, exactly this question. Yes. Who doesn't want that? Like, like, who doesn't want like, this? Yeah. Yeah. It's what would you prefer to live? A life with a mask and a story of the expectation from your parents of who you should be, from your girlfriend, from your boyfriend, like who you should be, how you should be, how you should behave, what you should do, what you should say. -na 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 -na. There's no place left for you. Or would you be willing to take the space and be who you are? Yes. I, I would choose take the space and be who I am personally. <laughs> you know what? Because yeah. it looks, it's so much more fun. It's just so much yeah. more alive. It's just so, it's just so much more. Share with us all the things, please. Yeah, well, I feel that Homaya is a quite unique name, so... Just search for me, easy to find me at Homaya on Instagram or Homaya Amar, it's my family name. You can find me on Facebook. I'm sure there's in the show notes. And just tap into the space and you will find, because if, if, if you listen to this conversation and you search for me, then just let spirit show you and go with it. This is the thing I say, don't search for me if you plan to have mental concepts about what you're going to meet. Right? <laughs> search for me if you search for yourself. Well, it's interesting, and this is a great place for us to finish up, but I will tell you when I started this podcast, which is fairly new for me, I had a little bit of a limitation on myself. Like, oh, I wonder who might actually want to come and share with me and have this conversation because I didn't really know very many people. And I will say, I think you were amongst the first maybe five people that I reached out to, to ask to do this podcast with me. And as soon as I saw your image on the post, it was instant. I'm like, I need to speak to Homaya. I, I need to have a conversation with this woman. There's something, she has Beautiful. something to tell me and I need to speak with her. And so here we are and yeah. I thank you for it. And I'm, I'm very grateful um, and yeah, welcome, I know. welcome. Thank and again, you. it's a conversation that you had with yourself. Yes. Wow. 
this is the thing. It, it's a conversation you had with yourself. Absolutely. So beautiful. I'm sure I didn't say anything you do not know. No, but it sure is affirming to hear it again. It makes me yeah. realize, okay, it it's not just me thinking, am I just making this up to myself? It, it really helps to exactly. know that so there are is- other people who experience and feel and are on the same frequency. Yeah, like in, in a frequency. And I feel that yeah. this is the thing. This is my work. I am here to amplify the sound of your soul. So as you said, you didn't hear me saying anything that you don't know. You just heard it like a whisper. But if you're going to stand next to me and work with me, then the whisper of your soul will become so strong, the guidance that who you should be, what you should do, how you should move, going to be so strong, it will be impossible to ignore. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Thank so you for much. your time. I really appreciate it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm honored. I'm very happy for this conversation. I feel that yes. it was a wonderful conversation. I'm very grateful. Yes. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Whew. Today's conversation was affirming, insightful, powerful, and humbling. To spend time in Homaya's presence is to give yourself the gift of seeing what is possible when we allow ourselves to hear our heart and our soul speak freely and clearly. And now it's up to us to choose to listen. That's on us. Can we become more aware? Can we choose grace? Can we surrender? If you enjoyed today's episode, please tag a friend and share it. I'd be grateful for your five-star review of the show so it stays visible for others to find it. If you would like to have more conversations like this, consider joining the monthly meetup called Unconditionally You. The link will be in the show notes. This is a space where we dive deeper into grace, forgiveness, the lack of judgment, unconditionality for ourselves and for others. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Miel Fox or check in the website at www.foxdenenergetics.com. Thank you so much for coming today. Please subscribe so you'll be notified as each new episode is released. And of course, all the show notes and the contact locations for Homaya Amar will be available to you. Just hop on over to where you started. Sending you so much love and we'll see you at the next episode.